All right. Welcome back to Bopo Besties podcast episode two. Today we're going to be talking about Torrid's top 10 models. Um, they are being voted on and uh, someone said, hey, are they all influencers? Uh, so we're going to discuss that as well as have you noticed plus size clothing costs more than straight size clothing? We're going to bitch about that together. And then what's left is what size inclusivity? What is it? What does it mean? What does it mean to you? We're going to talk about that, Natalie. Let's get started. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Natalie, um, what is Torrid Top 10? In case no one knows what that is, who's Torrid? What is Top 10? What? what? Torrid is a plus-size clothing company. They've been around for quite a while. I think it's 20 years now, actually. Mm. I think they posted their, like, 20-year anniversary. Yep. They actually just went public as well, IPO. Ooh. So you can buy stock in their company now, which is awesome. Okay. It's the first plus-size brand, I believe, first-size plus-size brand to be on the... Stock exchange. Honestly, I spent so much money there, I probably should buy some stock. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, but, did? yeah, I don't know if I feel as confident as I want to be in them. I would love to see some youthness. Yeah, so they have a very distinct style. I think they were... Are they still on my Hot Topic, or they were previously? I don't know if they are anymore. I don't know for sure, but uh, you could tell in the beginning that they were on my well, Hot Topic. Well, so 20 years ago, it was the plus-size Hot Topic. Yeah. That's, like, how it started. Yep. It was Hot Topic, and then if you want plus-size clothing, it was Torrid. And then through the years, it's kind of separated a little bit, but they still have that, like, punker, skater kind of style. Skulls Bessie Johnson and, kind of style. Yeah. Yeah, so the Torah Top 10 is like a competition where they're looking for new models. They're looking for new faces, and they're they're wanting to use, you know, real models, people that follow them, their audience. And so, you know, people submit, I think, like a video or pictures or something, and then they narrow it down to 30, and then of those 30, people vote for their favorites. And then the Top 10 um, go to L.A. I think they're going to L.A., and they get like a photo shoot, and then... Oh, it's not just one person? It's all 10 of them? Are are they voting on ten now? I don't know how it works. I didn't see any voting. No, the, so yeah, the, they are oh. selecting ten people this time. Okay. Versus, I think previously it was like three, five, or something. Yeah, this time it was ten. That's great. And all ten have like one essentially. That's fantastic. I like that. Yeah. Um. So now I had a question. Someone yes. was saying, "Hey, how do you feel about them having ten influencers that won?" And now you and I were like, "What?" What we, do you mean, influencers? Yeah, we didn't... I mean, it's not like we know everyone, but we checked and there weren't very many familiar faces and we actually went and checked every single person out. Yeah. And only one that we could see, we would say, oh, that's a content creator possibly yeah. doing it full-time as their job. Yeah. Um, but everyone else seems to be maybe a hobby, maybe they're just starting out. Um, so how do you feel about that? Yeah, there was one person out of the 10 that I would consider an actual influencer. Mm -hmm. For me, being an influencer is above 10K, above 15K. Taking it seriously, posting consistently, you know, taking it as a job in a, in a sense. Um, and I would say the other nine, like you said, were fairly small, under 5,000. I think every single one of them mm -hmm. was under 5,000. Most under like... 1300 yeah. yeah most so i would say those micro influencers mm -hmm. to me it looked like um they were all women who were very creative mm -hmm. who were interested in modeling and have shown interest in modeling mm -hmm. in their social media mm -hmm. and who had already previously maybe done a couple photo shoots whether professionally or amateurly 
Yeah. Um, no, they all had great content, all which great content. makes me believe that that's what they want to do. Right. Which makes so much sense, sense. that they would enter the competition. Yeah. And then I think it'll potentially do great for their career, too, if this right. is what they're interested in. Getting in with um, Torrid and modeling in that way. And maybe they'll decide, maybe they want to do modeling. Maybe right. they want to just do content creation. Because they are very right. separate, but they're also very intertwined. So. Right. I think and I think that's what Tori was looking for. You know, in the past, it, I don't think this was really about finding someone off the street and turning them into a model. Mm -hmm. This was more about finding someone who's into modeling, wants to model, and wants to further their career with modeling. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily, let's just, like I said, pick a random customer mm -hmm. and turn them into, give them a makeover and turn them into a model. It, it was people who were already interested in that, people who were already doing it, right. who wanted to become a tourist model. Right, because, yeah. you know, they had to apply, they had to do a video and yeah. photos and everything. You have to be hungry for it and you have to really want it. Um, and that involves being on camera and yeah. um, in front of the camera having pictures taken of you. And so just an average customer probably doesn't want their picture taken. Uh, no. You know, for you and me, we want our picture taken as much as possible. And that is right. not the case for a lot of people. No. They don't want the spotlight. No, so, they don't. Um, so, yeah, when I first got that comment, I was concerned because yeah. if if Torrid had chosen people like over 50,000 all 10 of them I would have been like okay it seems like the people who have the followers who who've made it they're the ones that are getting in with Torrid and right. it would have felt like a coup uh, right. so I appreciate the person who posed that question because that would have upset me if I found yeah. that was the case, but, um, that's not, and I'm very excited, uh, for all 10 of them to see what kind of content Tord will make with them. Yeah. I hope it means we'll be seeing a much more diverse set of models that have, um, more stomach to them. Honestly, yeah. that's what I like yeah. to see because that's I what I can relate to. And if I see someone who has tummy, I'm like... That's what that clothing's gonna look like on me, and yeah. now I can actually see it rather than having like a bodycon dress, right. thinking there's gonna be no lumps and bumps. And I'm like, I forgot I have a big old tummy that pops out. <laughs> right. It's you, we've become accustomed to shopping online for plus size clothing, seeing that same mm -hmm. you know size 14 model, no tummy, a little bit of hip, a little bit of breast, and you it looks really good on the model, mm -hmm. and then you get it and like, wait, this is not cut for my body type. Yeah, it'd be great to see it on actual different sizes and actual different body types mm -hmm. pear shapes um apple shapes rectangle shapes you know not just the hourglass that's the yeah. standard and with that b yeah. belly that a lot of us yeah. have that has like that that indent there yeah, the you do not see that on models you don't see you rolls don't see at all clothes on bodies like that no. um no. and i I haven't like extensively looked into these top 10 people at their bellies or anything, but I hope they have I hope, some roles. I hope we have some roles coming yeah. in because um, that would make me very excited. Yeah. And, and I think I read something about Nicole Byers is going to be uh, involved. Oh, okay. Um, which makes me very jealous. Uh, I wish I could have. Well, you, we could have applied, but we, we didn't. So no. maybe we should give like the people little background. A little spiciness. To, why so, we didn't apply. Um, yeah, so I had at least one person telling me I should apply. And yeah. I was telling my people, my people being Natalie and Kaylee, <laughs> look at this. Yeah. And Natalie being the researcher she is, yeah. she's like, this ain't shit. Tell them why, Nat. So, again, this, in my opinion, they've structured this to be for aspiring models who are interested in modeling, maybe the very beginning stages of modeling. This was not set up for influencers or people who 
have a platform and want to go further which is you know what that's that's good you know this wasn't made for influencers this was made for micro influencers and people just who want to break into the modeling industry and mm -hmm. that's great but you know looking into i read through the terms and conditions of the entire contest it's unpaid that's the big one honestly it's completely unpaid if um they do fly you out to la we live two hours from LA, so we wouldn't, you know, hey, if we were living on the East Coast, maybe we get a free trip to LA. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. When you live right underneath LA, mm -hmm. it's not very exciting. Maybe if it was like New York, maybe I would have applied, you know, mm -hmm. like we go to New York for the photo shoot. Okay, cool. Yeah, completely unpaid. I think it was like five days, three days. Mm. So these people have to commit to like going, taking mm -hmm. off work for three days yeah. to shoot content in LA, yeah. completely unpaid. Um, they, you know, obviously own all your, all the pictures, they own the content, they can use it however they see fit. And, you know, as a content creator, I really value having at least, well, I have full creative input, full creative direction. And if I was to work with a brand modeling, I would hope that I would have at least some creative direction and creative mm -hmm. um, control, so to oh, speak. Your and you're not gonna have that at all. You know, you're not gonna be picking your favorite photos. They're gonna pick which ones they mm -hmm. like of you. You're not gonna pick your clothes. They're gonna pick your clothes for you. You know, they're gonna have the hair and makeup people there for you, which I get is part of modeling. And I'm not a model. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. I don't really wanna be a model. Um, I, I like having the control. I like shooting the content, you know, putting my own makeup on, doing my own hair. You know, that's part of the process of being And it's part of influencer. our brand too, because right. when we think about it, we think about how will this affect my brand in the future too. Right. So we have to think about if they're going to have the rights to these photos, yeah. they can use them in 10 years if we're like... We have a million followers, yeah. what have you. Not saying that that's where we're headed, but <laughs> we wish. Hey, let's just say. Yeah. And then they could use our image. Yeah. And we wouldn't be paid for it at all. And so where we're coming from, that's work that we need to be it's paid for. It's free work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're that, already established. Yeah. We already have rates. We're already working with brands yeah. on a paid basis. Um, we've worked with Torrid on a paid basis before yeah. on a small little campaign. So it, it seemed like kind of going backwards with them just for us. And honestly, now that I look at it, I think, well, thank God it was like that. They're deterring influencers from applying yeah. because I, I don't think they should apply. This is for models, plus size models who want to be models, who are interested in modeling and not people who already have a platform. Shouldn't be a popularity contest. Yeah, and it should not It should not be a popularity. It always is. And that's why I don't like the setup of like vote for your favorite. Mm -hmm. I wish they would just, just pick the 10, you think. Because... It's always going to be a popularity contest when it's vote for your favorite. You well, know, who but, has the most friends, who has the most family, who has the most followers on Instagram. But if you look at nine out of the ten who won, yeah. I don't know that that was the case. Because that there were some people that we know in our world who have large following. And, who applied. Yeah. And didn't get the votes. Yeah, um, that was maybe, surprising, Or maybe actually. they just took it into consideration. Maybe they weighed it and still made the decision internally. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Yeah, I think the winners are stunning. It yes. looks like a... We just looked quickly. It looks like a diverse group. Yeah. At least ethnicity-wise, it looks like a diverse group. Yeah. I don't know if we saw bodies as much. Mm. But it did look better than what they have now. Yeah. So, 
yay for Torrid, step in the right direction. Yeah. I hope they I hope they find at least a few models from this group that they actually want to pay and continue to use. I'm hoping they mm -hmm. actually find like, oh, we can use this model multiple times. You know, yeah, or launch that person's career. Right. Well, exactly. Least. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's that's good. Um, yeah. yeah. I was concerned at that question that it had gone awry. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the case. That worried us, but no, it's all good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so yeah. we, I, I stand behind um, the ten that were chosen. Um, not yeah, that I too. need to. For <laughs> I stand behind <laughs> not them. That my I needed. stand by them. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they come up with. Yeah. So our next topic now, we're going to talk about plus-size fashion costing more money. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Mm, a one place that comes to mind is Old Navy. Oh, yeah, where well, you can't use the coupons or promo codes on plus clothing. That is so horrible. I've yeah. never seen that besides them, though, with, like, the promo. You know, they always have exempt, like, Nike or, like, name brands or, yeah. but so plus if sizes. You, if you haven't seen this before, there's been promotional emails um, that have been circulating in our sphere that we've seen um, in our friend Kirby Chronicles. Alicia has even done a whole campaign emailing them about it because yeah. it's ridiculous. And what you see in the emails is all t-shirts on sale for $10 and in small print except for maternity and plus size or sometimes just plus size. And so to begin with, I'm fairly certain that Old Navy plus size is already more expensive than straight I'm size. Not sure. I think so. I think it is. Um, and then you're also not getting the sale on top of that. Yeah. And so um, I I wish we could interview Alicia about this. Maybe we could even in the future yeah. talk to her about the situation of it. Uh, but it's all too common that at the very least, it's sometimes a different design from straight size to plus size. Yeah. And then they talk about it being too much fabric and this and that. And um, the thing is, there's more fabric with every size that goes up. <coughs> so sorry <laughs> it's yes. just it's so messed up that it's like here's this chunk of straight size is all the same right. size and then here's this chunk of plus size it's a different well the, the whole cost. excuse of it's more fabric so it costs more is such bullshit mm -hmm. it's, yes that cuts into margins but like you said a size small and a size large the large is double the fabric already mm -hmm. so yeah um what i'm seeing as you know the the real reason we really get into it. The real reason they're doing this, the real reason they're able to get away with this is because of scarcity. There's not a lot of plus size clothing out there. There's not a lot of mm -hmm. options. So they can charge more for it and they can exclude us because clothing is a necessity. I'm sorry, it is. Just like water and food and shelter, you have to clothe your body. It's not acceptable to walk around naked. You have to have clothes. Plus size people have to wear clothes. Old Navy sells basics mainly. Basic t-shirts, basic pants, basic dresses. So they know that these are, they're selling necessities, mm -hmm. right? They're selling basic clothing. They can get away with charging higher prices and they can get away and, and make a higher profit margin not including them in sales because plus sizes, plus people do not have as many options. They have nowhere else to go. And I would say that um, even without the sale, the plus size clothing is pretty affordable. Um, it's the fact that we're excluded. Right. And it's already more expensive to begin with. Right. And honestly, what they could do is take um, the best-selling size and average out the cost right. for all sizes. Well, I'm sure they do do that. They do that. It's just, you know, straight sizes, 
Trade fashion is so such a competitive space. Mm. Do you know how many like tens of thousands of like millions of brands that sell clothing for you know sizes right. extra small to large? Hundreds of thousands, if not a million brands worldwide. How many plus size brands are there? Yeah. Actual plus size brands, you're looking at a couple hundred, a thousand maybe. I mean, I don't know worldwide, but at least in the U.S., like, you know, we're including small businesses here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. So, there's and scarcity there. They know it, and they're they're making a profit off of that scarcity, and that's what's really bothering me about it, is it's because they have nowhere else to go. Like you said, it's still very affordable, so they're they're targeting poor, fat people who have no other choice. Walmart's gotten expensive. I just shopped at Walmart, $25, mm-hmm. $30 for a dress. That's too much for, for a lot of people. So, you know, if they're selling $10 t-shirts and then with the coupon it's 5 well, they still have to pay the $10 to clothe their body. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So, are we thinking it's the lack of competition? Yeah. In the plus size Oh, absolutely. I think that's why prices are as high as they are. So, like I talked about in the last podcast about how I used to shop at Lane Bryant when I was in high school. That's because they had coupons all the time. Like, you could get 50% off. Mm-hmm. Like, Lane Bryant's expensive. Tori is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, a dress is $90. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the the go, like the, the basic median rate for a dress there is $90. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see that at straight size places. Anyways, going rate's 90 And when I was growing up in high school, Lane Bryant would have 40, 50% off coupons. So we would only go when it was 50% off and I would get as, you know, clothes for the whole school year with that 50% coupon. You know, that's what we could afford. But we couldn't afford Torrid because the most they would offer was like 25, 30%, you know, 10 years ago. And we could not afford, you know, even with the discount, those clothing. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely scarcity, 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, then that also kind of comes into play with ethical, sustainable, and all that. Now, when we talk about the elite of the elite having. Yeah best practices and you know paying minimum wage to their employees yeah. now how many retailers are there oh like probably zero one. yeah maybe maybe zero i mean literally to be i saw like a whole news article on this to be fully sustainable it has to be from beginning to end meaning the way the cotton is grown mm. has to be sustainable the way the cotton's farmed has to be sustainable the way the cotton is processed to be yarn has to be sustainable the way that yarn is then sewn into a fabric, the way that fabric is then sewn into mm-hmm. a shirt, the way that shirt is shipped to the warehouse, and the way that shipped to the store or stipped, shipped to the in customer. recycled I mean, and... it's nearly impossible. And I really do give some, what's the word? Leeway. leeway yeah. yeah, some some leeway for companies who are trying to be sustainable one step at a time. You know, I, I do appreciate that they're trying. I think the consumers that we are here in the states is always going to be working against any company that wants yeah. to be sustainable it, and then like do we don't shop those brands because why so they're way expensive uh, they're charging five hundred dollars for a plain cotton dress yeah. because that's how much it really did cost yeah. you know to get there yeah. and people don't want to pay those prices and people can't pay those prices mm-hmm. and we forget about how poor america really is yeah. you know that bottom 90 percent if you can buy a few pieces from Shein or Walmart, it's a good day. And especially when you think about fat women, 
are, especially fat black women, are poorer. We're getting paid less. We have, you know, in the workplace, we are less respected and and paid less and promoted less and disadvantaged more. Absolutely. And we have less money to spend. But as a whole, we have a really decent buying power. It's just never been Well, you have to think about reverse as well. Mm. Poor people become fat. It's not that fat people are poor. Poor people become fat because in poor communities there's food deserts, so you only got the 99 cent store with packaged, you know, finding fresh fruits and vegetables in poor communities is not only extremely hard, but extremely expensive. They rack up those prices. So poor people become fat, and then those fat bodies can't afford to clothe themselves. Vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And it's, it's absolutely corrupt, and it's absolutely... It's like they're, they're piranhas, you know, they're piranhas on, on poor Americans. It's like whatever penny we can get, even though you don't have many pennies, I'll still take them. Mm-hmm. And I like don't like that. They're predators. That's what I'm trying. They are predators. Companies are predators on consumers mm-hmm. and even, and even more so the poor, because they know 50% of Americans are below the, or at or below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Their pennies are all they can get and they'll take them. Do you think that's why the average American is considered plus size or in that like 16, 18? Yeah, because they're poor. Plus size, yeah. Because we're poor. America's poor. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, the wage, the income gap is expanding at an insane rate. It's the top 5, 1%, and it's the bottom 90. And the bottom 90 are poor and, and food deserts and can't afford fresh fruits and vegetables. And that that's why they're fat. That's yeah. why we're fat. So... This is definitely um, where you start to think about as much as I don't want to shop at a place like Shein Mm. because of their terrible practices and what have you, it's affordable. Yeah. It's attainable. Yeah. Um, And I would never want to shame anyone for having that as their only option because that is the case for a lot of us. Yeah. I, I really shifted my mindset at first i was so against a lot of fast fashion such as shein forever 21 boohoo um, Boo-hoo. and then you know people you see people on tiktok people on instagram can you please review shein can you please can you please 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 because that's literally all they can afford all they can afford is a 5 10 15 dress and that's and and they have to wear clothes you have to remember we have to wear clothes we cannot walk around naked and you have to put clothes on your bodies, and you des- I'm sorry, but every human deserves to look nice and feel good about themselves and look cute. And, you know, that is, you know, part of being a human is expressing your individuality oh, through yeah. clothing. And, you know, so no, I don't think every fat person should just wear a potato sack because that's all they can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've allowed a lot of grace for those companies and those people. But again, those companies are preying on the poor people. Yeah, it's that vicious. It's a vicious cycle. cycle. And I know. And I don't feel, um, or I don't know what we can do in our position to help. As much as I'd love to promote and talk about those companies that I really enjoy their ethical practices and what have you. I know it, it has to it's do tough. With, the people it has to come from government and corporations first but you know as a society we couldn't we can you know start a movement and the movement would have to be quality and sustainability over amount 
So instead of, you know, saying, oh, I got 10 new dresses from Shein, like, oh, I got one really nice dress from Loud Bodies, for mm-hmm. example. But that's, that's, that's changing the entire American ideal of capitalism. Right. And that's why it's impossible yeah. for right now. But it would have to be a whole movement towards... You know, minimalism and progress is being made very small steps at a time. Um, I'm sure some of our own practices contribute to the consumerism. Oh, yeah. Being an influencer, being a creator is straight up capitalism and consumerism. Yeah. 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 So if if that was to happen, we would be out of a job, (laughs) I think. We would. Which, we would be posting once a month our one yeah. our you know monthly item we got. We right. got one we get one clothing item a month. Which is like might not be exciting. Not like we're gonna be like make sure to buy unethical shit. We're not gonna no. <laughs> you know, that's not our motivation, but it's a system that we're in and we are perpetuating and Yeah, we're part of the problem. We're part of the problem. We all are. Every single yeah. American is a part of the problem. Yeah. Every single one. And, you know, best I can do is try and be as sustainable as I can be within it, as well as letting my audience know what they can expect from a product from Shein, if that's what they're interested in and that's what they, is attainable for them. Yeah, setting expectations. And, And also showing alternatives and maybe even, you know, I'm a big supporter of of creators who do talk about finances and do teach about finances because I don't know about you but that was never taught to me not at home not at school you know saving was never mm-hmm. taught to me credit cards you know your credit score none of that was taught to me so you know creators who do you know talk about finances and you know this is steps you can take to save or mm-hmm. steps you can take to do this or that so that you can afford that one sustainable piece a month or a couple sustainable pieces a month versus the 20 Shein, you know trendy stuff mm. you know we can definitely educate our audiences about that as well like where they can get sustainable stuff yes the cost is high but why it's worth it and and where those more in our content as well and and repurposing clothing mm-hmm. i would like to do that more i would like mm-hmm. to repurpose clothing style it differently styling a dress five ways styling styling a shirt 10 ways because as creators our lifestyle is very um it's not reality you know yeah. we get sent tens of items every single month and we you can never post an outfit twice mm-hmm. it's very much one post one outfit um and that's not real life for 99% of people mm-hmm. in the world so there is a initiative um that loud bodies started mm-hmm. i forget what it's called but it's basically where um there's like a fund that you can donate to where loud bodies will use it to like donate a piece of yeah. their clothing to someone who wants something that is sustainable but can't quite afford it yeah um so they do have that so if you're listening to this and interested in this um we'll link it wherever we're posting it yeah um i did donate to that and i think it's It's an amazing cause and i i hope other companies do that as well yeah i would say loud bodies is the most sustainable and the most size inclusive plus size brand that i personally know of yeah 
By yeah. the way, our topic was size inclusivity, and we definitely did not talk about that. <laughs> we, we haven't to... gotten to that yet. Oh, what did we get into? We're doing plus size fashion costume. Oh, wear. okay. That's why I was confused. I was like, wait, we're so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, but but also one thing to note about loud bodies is they are a very specific kind of vibe. That's not they a, are. It's a very flirty, feminine. It's a very cottage, corey, feminine dress. Vibe. It's not. It isn't an everyday basic. They do sell some though. They do. No, no, they do. They do have like some shorter dresses, dresses, skirts, and like blouses. Okay. So you can get like a skirt and a blouse okay. that you could wear. That's but very simple. It is probably still going to be a very feminine vibe. It is. Um, so and, that, that's yeah. why I'm saying like I hope there's other brands that do something like that because I think it's so important to yeah. give back and I think they also understand how unattainable their pricing can be. Um, yeah. Because but you know because they're putting in the work, which is kind of I a know. bummer. But the company is putting in all this work to have their best practices and pay good wages and it's I think they, they struggle for orders. They do, and they and they talk about that. that we they struggle, struggle to afford them. They struggle to every month is like, they're are they going to pay rent? Are they going to be able to meet yeah. the the cost? Yeah, and that's really sad because they are an excellent brand, and they do you know small batches of all their clothing, mm-hmm. and it is a very certain type of style. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I love that style, yeah. but I know it's not for everyone, and I know it's also not super practical for. The working woman mm-hmm. out in the world, but like I said, they do have some blouses and some like circle skirts. So yeah. there's something, there's, there's something there, and then there's you know for us little extra babes, they got like full on gowns. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, good. I I can't wait to see how that program flourishes. Um, yeah, and again, I hope more brands do that. Me too. All right, on to the next topic then. Yeah, <laughs> what is size inclusivity? Yes, and this is specifically for fashion. Yes, fashion. Fashion, size inclusivity. Yeah. What does it mean for you? Um, So this is a hot topic. This has really been talked about a lot recently in the past year. And thank God it has because every brand says they're size inclusive and they go up to an XXL. They lie! And an XXL is like a 14. They lie! Um, That's not size inclusive. Mm -hmm. Not at all. To me, size inclusive would mean having clothing for a large majority of the population i'm saying 85 90% mm. and i would assume that would be an extra small all the way through a 6x maybe a 7x 6x or so mm. i would say that's like size inclusivity if you really want to get deep into it size inclusivity would mean having clothing for every single body size mm. which would mean you carry 0 through or at least custom 30. options that's what i'm saying yeah. at least 0 through 30 and then you allow custom at no additional cost mm-hmm. i want to make that very clear custom at no additional cost that would be ideal size inclusivity mm-hmm. to offer the custom option with no additional cost yeah. um but like i said we're seeing brands say size inclusive and it's small through extra small through extra extra large mm-hmm. in fact selena gomez just launched a swim line and everyone was like oh my god so excited she says it's size inclusive she says it's size inclusive it goes to an xxl mm-hmm. so that's Sorry, selena selena that ain't size inclusive baby and mm-hmm. i know she's she has struggled with her weight a little bit for for being a celebrity, right. meaning like she's gone up to like a six or an eight, God forbid. Like I'm not impressed. Um, Come on, yeah, Get on my level. But you know she's been bullied and harassed oh, for yeah. her size, so I thought she would sympathize a little bit with us 
thicker chicks. With those fat fatties. And she said, yeah, I sympathize with you. I'll go to a 14. Yeah, see what I can do. Best I can do is skinny fat. Yeah, yeah. And that literally, I think, only really caters to like 50% of women in the U.S. Maybe less. I think maybe less than 50% well, of women. Well, because the majority is above that. Right? Well, the average, so the mean. Oh, yeah. Or the, the most common number. I don't know. It depends on how they calculate it. Is it the most common size or is it the average of all of them? I'm not sure. That's is a, a 16 slash 18. I'm thinking it's the most common. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the most common, the middle of the bell curve is a 16, 18, which would then you would assume 50% are below and 50% are higher. Keep mm. that in mind. 50% are higher than a 16, 18. Now then, when we talk about, like, celebrity lines, um, the Beyonce one, isn't that a, a smidge more inclusive? Yes, I think she goes up to a 4X, but I would check the size chart. I think right. the 4X might be, like, a 20 or a 22. Right. I don't think the 4X is, like, a 26. Right. So that's, you got to be really careful about. But it is more inclusive, but not not size inclusive. Right. Because um, a lot of places that say they're inclusive, they exclude me. Oh my God. Because yeah. I'm a 24, 26, most often a 26. Yeah. A lot of places stop at 3X, which is usually yeah. a 24. Yeah. And some cases, Natalie's wearing a 3X. Oh, yeah. And she's a 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That You have to look at the size chart. Yeah. A lot of the time, I just get 3Xs nowadays because either it's going to be too big or it's going to fit right. <laughs> That's it. It's not going to be too small. Yeah. It's either going to be too big or fit right because a lot of the places, a lot of these brands, there's a lot of plus size brands, plus size boutiques. They carry 1X through 3X. The 3X is a size 20, which is what I wear. Sometimes even an 18. Mm. So it could be like a little tight. Mm. So it can be a little tight sometimes depending on the boutique. But yeah, going up to a 20 is not size inclusive. Right. That's like the bare minimum. Not even, I wouldn't even say bare minimum plus. I would say going to 26 is the bare minimum plus. You, you stopped halfway. You half-assed it. You half-assed the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And so, like, for example, with the the Beyonce, I think I would be, like, a 3X in her line. I haven't even looked at the size chart. I haven't even really looked because I'm not that yeah. interested. But It's mostly, like, athletic wear. Yeah, athletic yeah. wear. But she does do some really cool, like, yeah, like, athletic. What's the, what's the word where it's, like, fashion? Like, they wear it out. Athleisure? Athleisure. Oh. Or, like, just... It's not even at leisure anymore. It's not even like you go out to run errands. It's like you go to the club in it. Oh. Like, it's like athletic, high fashion. Interesting. What's it called? Streetwear. Streetwear. There we go. Streetwear. Oh. She, she does, like, streetwear. So, like, okay. it's, like, stuff you could wear to a dinner. Like, you know, you could wear it to a club. Well, I can't. You might be able to. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not ready to fight people. You know, I'm not, like, that vested into it where I'm ready to, like, wake up at 6 a.m. and, like click a million times yeah it didn't sell out like crazy I'm, i haven't even heard about it really oh, okay <laughs> i don't know well when we talk about size inclusivity in fashion one yeah. store that comes to my mind always is universal standard yes now i love how inclusive they are with their sizing yeah. i don't don't quote me here but i want to say it's like double x small or whatever all the way to 42 mm -hmm. um but very basic very basic, very expensive. Very expensive. Very expensive for being very basic. It's, let me just say it, it's old navy clothing with the 500% markup. Yeah, like $50 for a long sleeve tee. Oh, if you'd be lucky if it was 50 bucks. Like it's like, yeah, like yeah. 90 bucks for a long sleeve shirt, 150 for a pair of jeans. Yeah. 
Now, their mystery boxes are very much more affordable. They are not totally affordable. I think it's $150 for three pieces. Is that it? Um, maybe even less than that, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, I, it just depends which level you get, because there's right. like basic to fancy. Okay. Um, but you don't get to choose it. No, it's just you don't, random. And, and it's basic shit. Like, basic. I got... I got a mystery box that had one striped t-shirt, mm -hmm. one universal standard logo t-shirt. Oh, great. And then like a sweatshirt dress thing that I'll eventually wear in the dead of winter in San Diego one day uh, right. for a nightgown, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so now I have a t-shirt with their logo. It's a very comfortable t-shirt, but... Free not, marketing for not, you. Not, like, them. super jazzed about it. No. I do like the striped tee. It's got, okay. like, cap sleeve, and it's very it's very nice quality. Have I seen you wear it before or no? Uh, probably not. I probably not. I wear it to, like, work. See, it's not anything impressive. It's nothing right. that I go out in. Mm -hmm. It's my basic right. bitch striped t-shirt that I wear to work. Right. And you don't want to spend 50 60 70 80 90 dollars on a basic t-shirt you wear to work. Yeah. You want to save that amount of money for something special. Yes, I would save yeah. it for something flashy. Right. Personally. Right. Um, I mean, I understand spending good money on quality basics that last. But yeah. But I'm, I'm actually true. someone who gets bored with clothes easily. So yeah. I'll happily pay really cheap money for something fun that'll only last a season. And yeah. that's how I add to the terrible consumer problems that face uh, the all. United States. But... <laughs> But you made a good point about, you know, investing in basics, which I do believe you want a really good pair of jeans that'll last you a couple years. You, but like shirts, you know, for me, like clothing, it's not going to, same as shoes. Like I, I don't buy any more designer shoes because I wear them out really quick. Just like clothes. I wear clothes out really quick. When I was in high school, I would have like between, you know, seven to 10 outfits for the whole year. And by the end of the year, we were donating them because they were piling peeling mm. stains like you know i just wear through clothes really quick if i'm wearing it every day so mm. yes you want to invest in good basics but at the same time if you're wearing it every week to work it's gonna last you a year especially no matter what. with these thick ass thighs like yeah. jeans i would wear through those like crazy yeah. i have one p pair that were my favorite that would actually fit yeah. me correctly i would wear through those suckers yeah. and then mom would try and patch them and it was awful it was like really uncomfortable yeah. and looked terrible to patch that those thighs up so like why spend a ton of money yeah i think for me i i have those like certain pieces of clothing that are like my go you know going on errands my go-to throw on my you know my comfortable dress my comfortable shirt um but i've learned that those are really random like it's not like like, like you said, like, it's not like going to Universal Standard, paying a lot of money to get this great quality shirt, and that's, like, my favorite. It's, like, this random shirt I found at wherever that fits really well, it's really soft, and I really, I just like it. And so I wear it, wear it, wear it. So it's, like, investing in those pieces that you might not get use of might not be worth it. Because, like, that black dress I wear all the time, I don't even know where that's from. Oh, that's from Dian Co. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that was, like, I think it was, like, 50 bucks. But I wore the hell out of that dress. Mm. Loved it. And, like, my slides, my Victoria's Secret, that's the funniest story. My The shoes I wear every single day are Victoria's Secret pink slides that my mom got for free as a gift of purchase five years ago. Yeah. So what did I do? I went on eBay and I tried to hunt down those shoes again because they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever owned. Yeah. But just like a random thing you get. Yeah. 
You can't predict it. Yeah, well, yeah. for me, my favorites are leggings, and yeah. those suckers are going to wear through. They're... Where's your favorite leggings from? Torrid. Yeah, so you just buy a bunch of Torrid leggings because yeah. you know you like it. Yeah, it's refresh. comfortable. I just refresh them when they yeah. have sales, yeah. and um, there's no way you could get me to pay a lot of money for a real, even if, even if they were a really nice pair of leggings from Universal Standard, right. because I know these guys. Yeah, and you know, you already have something that works, too. Yeah. And, and because it. I'm a messy bitch and I stain shit, I rip things. Like, I can't yeah. even... T I actually just repaired a pair of leggings in the crotch this evening. I love it. I mean, before you came over. Oh, my God. Um, I get holes in the crotches all the time. I don't know what's happening down there, but it's popping. They're rubbing. Yeah. It's... So, you would think that I would do that, too, because I have yeah. very thick... Like, that's mm -hmm. where my weight is and always has been is my thighs. And I don't. But oh. I think it's because they're so fat, they don't rub. So, that's, that's it. When you, get, when you get fat thighs enough... They, the, the inner thigh, they don't move. Oh. Just stuck. Oh, yeah, no, mine swish. Yeah, because you have actually, like, kind of smaller thighs. Yeah. So they touch a I little bet, bit. And they're, like, they're, and they're, they get all they're that weird friction. and chunky and, like, yeah. they're like, handpox. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, that tiny little piece rubs and rubs and rubs because yeah. you're actually moving it back and forth. My, they don't move. Yeah. It, it'll wear down after a couple years, but, yeah. like, it takes some time. No, I, I go through things fast and, and yeah. when it's to a point where you wouldn't even donate it oh yeah it's time for a new one absolutely i think maybe before that oh, okay. i think maybe at the point where you would donate it, it's time for a new one. <laughs> okay. not that you can't wear that one still but you might want to refresh right i mean and i remember as a kid i would always get a hole in the shirt in the front and for the longest time, I didn't know why the hell. In the same spot in every fucking church, it's because of the buttons on jeans. Oh. Yeah, like, in, like sitting down at a desk right, in school, it would, it would rub. And I would rub. always get a hole, like, right in the belly button Oh, that's interesting. Area. Yeah. So, fat struggles. I'm sure skinny fat bitches struggles. don't have to deal with that. No. That's the thing. That's, I've seen skinny bitch closet, and, like, all their clothes look new all the time. Because there's no rubbing mm. anywhere. And, you know, they just... They just sit there. See, maybe it just makes more sense for skinny folks to pay maybe. high quality money for Probably. essential things because it lasts them. They're not fat, lazy slobs. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Thunder thighs that rub. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there is there anyone else who's doing it right besides inclusivity that you can think of? Because I honestly. Well, we can't. talked about loud bodies, and I'll say it again. They're size inclusive, yeah. and they offer custom at no additional cost. Um, there's e Shakti. I don't personally e Shakti. I don't personally have any experience with them. I have a very strong uh, want to work. Do with them. they care? Do they do custom up to twenty six though? Because I remember mm. I've looked at their stuff for years, and I remember when I was a size like sixteen, I went on their site, wanted to buy it, never actually took the plunge, but. They're like actual number sizes. They go only to like an 18, I think. But I don't know if you can get custom in bigger sizes or not. Let's see if I, I don't can know. figure it out. I Maybe that's why I haven't actually done it. Could be. Let's see here. Let's take a deep dive. Deep dive. Who else is doing it right? Um, size inclusive. I'm really trying to think. Yeah, it looks like they go up to a 6X, which is a 36 Oh, wonderful. Y. We should yeah. try them, then. And then it looks like you can do custom sizes as well. Yeah. The, they're really awesome because you can do, yeah, custom sizes to, like, your measurement. You could even, like, customize the style of the dress. So, like, Neck if you want to get rid of sleeve the length. sleeves, you want to add sleeves, you want to yeah. add it length. Like, if you, could, if you see a, a mini dress and you're like, I love that fabric, I want it in a maxi, just go on there and say, I want a maxi. 
That's awesome. Like, I really do want to try their stuff. Because I've been looking at that for, I'm not kidding, like, seven years. And I never take the yeah. plunge. So, it is expensive. Yeah. It is expensive. They do have, like, 40% off coupons once in a while. But it is still very expensive. Yeah. It's still but 100 bucks for a dress. That, those things are much more interesting than... Yes. Uh, and it's fully customizable to yeah. your... If you want it more feminine yeah. or more... If you want to hide your arms yeah. so if you want love that. more cleavage if you want it a little shorter because for me yeah. i'm five two and like exactly standard, you put your height mm -hmm. yeah standard stuff if it's a mini if it's a midi on a normal person it's yeah. a maxi on me baby i think if you're someone who frequently tailors your clothing mm. this is a perfect company company for you mm. because now it's expensive yes but you don't have to tailor it because it's custom to your height and your is tailoring expensive yeah, at least when I've done it, it is. Mm. Like, getting a dress hemmed can be 20 bucks. Mm. Getting, getting shoulders taken in could be 10 bucks. Gotcha. So that all adds up, right. you know? In the end, it could be worth just getting one quality the custom piece. custom dress. I'm a big fan of custom. Yeah. Custom, custom, custom. If, if you have the money, and especially if it's something really special, like, you know, a gown or something you're already spending money on, get it custom and get it to your measurements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially being plus size and we all come in different shapes and sizes it's not like the the standard sizing uh clothing for smaller sizes they can fit pretty much any body shape because yeah. you don't have curves and lumps and bumps and everything exactly. but when you start to get a little bit bigger your weight is proportioned and put in different places exactly and that That's involves the issue. Yeah. you know different shaped yep. clothing yep yeah so I think I think even if even if someone carries up to a thirty-two, having customized options for everything would be for your body shape, amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's stores also like Eloquy who have different um, shape, yeah, fits mm -hmm. for their jeans. Yeah, I love um, that. And it actually turns out the jeans I like best are the ones you get. That's interesting. Yeah, because my waist is so much smaller proportionally right. to my huge fit. But usually like it's bigger in the legs and you don't have big legs. But well, I guess it's so not I tried, in the sizes. I tried the apple fit, whatever yeah. that one was, and it, it didn't work. It was too tight. Oh. In my thighs. That's shocking. Yeah. So I feel like even they're maybe not getting it right. Right. Like, maybe they're like too exaggerating the shape too much. Right. I don't know. But, but too literally. So is it the Olivia or the? Yeah, um, it's called the Viola fit. The Viola. So I think I yeah. tried the Olivia skinny jeans and, and the Viola fit, and then I tried the Viola and I liked it much better. No, so Gina Olivia is just one of their style of jean, just their skinny jean. Oh. It's the Gina, that's the apple, and then Viola, oh, oh, that's okay. the pear, and then back. their normal is just for hourglass. So then I would have tried the Gina, the yeah, apple one. Yep, the Gina, because mm -hmm. we thought it was going to be perfect, and it but, wasn't. Yeah, but then when I went to check the measurements of the Olivia. The way my waist goes and then my hip goes, that's what I need. That's interesting. No gap, yeah. That's good. I'm glad you found a dream that. But it just well. shows you, you and I are very different shapes, yet the same right. cut is fitting us right. how we need. It's like, what? I know. What? I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's a mystery. Science, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have um, Degrassi, not Degrassi. Degrassi? Ty, Ty, Tyson, who am I saying? The scientist. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Tyson Degrassi, isn't it? Isn't it? No, it's not Degrassi. That's the show with Drake. Degrassi, but isn't it Degrassi, Tyson? Gra Anyways, whatever, so. space guy. 
have Space Guy on next time to talk about the curvature of my ass. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned next time. Our special guest, Tyson, whoever, you know, very famous astronomer, astrophysicist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. He's a aerospace engineer, no? Or are you just an astronomer? This is driving me nuts. He's a lot of things. He's very smart. And I love watching him on like the the history channel shows. Like the space shows. What is it? What's the actual name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil! Neil deGrasse Tyson. Wow, we were really off. DeGrasse. 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 I loved that show as a kid. That was a good ass show. You know, I'll never forget, this is a side note, but I'll never forget when it was like the music awards and I was like 11 and then Drake comes on walk, walking on the stage and I gasped at the TV. I said, oh, he's not disabled? Because in the show, he's in he's a wheelchair and it's very believable the way his acting was very good. I thought he was a legitimate person in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then he comes out walking. And first, why the fuck is he at the music? I had no idea he was. A, this is like very yeah. early on. Before no idea he was a rapper. And he's walking. It was it was a come to Jesus moment. I was we gasped at the TV. Wow. Which um, which is also like there's. I'm sure hundreds of amazing, amazing actors who could have filled that role. Who were actually in a wheelchair. Who, yeah. Yeah. So that pisses me off. I agree. A little bit. No, I agree. Why do you have to fake it when there's... There's people like that. Yeah. <laughs> there's people in wheelchairs. Yeah. There's fat people. You don't have to put them in a fat suit. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's people who are different that you can hire that live that every yeah. day. You know what I would love to talk about in the future is plus size actors uh, like in the acting world and mm. celebrities and you oh know God. rebel wilson uh um, melissa mccarthy like there's there's that's a whole other episode yeah uh, for that we'll talk about that next time yeah that's uh, juicy mm, we got thoughts about that we got juice all right well that's it everyone thank you for joining us for the second episode of bopo besties podcast and we can't wait to see you for episode three yes and please comment down below what you like about our podcast what you don't it's still a work in progress you know it's going to be evolving throughout the months we're just so glad that you're watching and if you have any topic suggestions please comment down below slide into our dms we're always available to continue the conversations and we will see you in our next episode bye, bye.